going on? Hey, how you doing, Busy? I'm doing, man. How's things going, man? So you got us out there in Bakersfield, man. I appreciate you, you know, um, you know, doing the write-up for us, man. Much love. The city's excited you guys are coming over here. I was I was really surprised because I know you guys were uh, did the Rock the Bells, and a lot of the heads from here went to go see you guys. And, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's 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 going to be a great show. But, you know, I know you got a lot of things to do, so I'm going to kick right into it. I was working in a music store when uh, then, like, Creepin' on a Come-Up came out, and... You know, and all those. I know comments. you ain't talking about way back when, back in 1995. <laughs> yeah, I was working in a record store. Oh right man, there. I don't remember 2004. Man, stop it! No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, Bone Thugs came out in a big transitional period in hip hop. You know, there was still of course, gangster rap was still doing really well, but you yes. know, the the other kind of kind of extended hardcore crews were kind of coming up. You know, Wu Tang was starting mm-hmm. to make a name, and your group style really. You know, it stood out because it, it it threw a lot of fans for a loop because I think like when you first saw the picture of you guys, it could have been it could have been um, put in with another like a stack of gangster rap CDs until you listened to it. The delivery really threw everybody off because it was a it was just a completely different style. Um, and uh, I'm listening. Okay, you know when you guys came together. You know, what was the concept for the group? I mean, the concept of the group was really the dynamics of, like, an, an organic group from, you know, from the street, of course, you know, um, a disenfranchise uh, uh, environment, you know, you know, not much money, you know, the same story, you know, we didn't, we all didn't come from the suburbs or whatnot, and, you know, we came out here, you know, with a dream and a record, and, you know, nowadays they do mixtapes beforehand. You would get with a local a local guy and put out a record with him, and that was your marketing tool to go wherever you wanted to go in order to make something of yourself and so on and so forth. And, you know, took a chance down to Los Angeles for a broad spectrum of the industry, and we were young, nothing to lose, so let's do it. we good. Yeah. Boom, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, you know definitely. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, Easy E was a big part of you guys' early career. You know, what was he like, and what kind of guidance did he offer to you guys? I mean, it was really difficult with Easy. The only guidance that he had to really offer us was, you know, the beginnings of the traps mm-hmm. before they. But we never really got to take off until he got sick. You know, we didn't take off till Crossroads, really. Yeah. Everything else was more, you know. What, what do we do? Five hundred thousand on the first record, you know what I'm saying? But that was only a five-song record. It was like what eight songs on the record. Yeah. What you gonna get done, Atler? You ain't about to look uh, uh, dapper. You ain't looking dapper. And uh, excuse me, brother. Go ahead. Jamie Atler over there showing off for the young ladies. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, when 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 Easy E passed, did you guys was that a big blow to you guys? I mean, I mean, you guys lost a friend and, a, and an early mentor, but you know, when you lose someone like that, that's kind of there in the beginning. Um, did it feel like, oh, you know, we're gonna lose a big, you know, part of our support system, or were you I mean, guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we always lived on the edge with Easy E anyway. Yeah, I'm getting put out of hotels. I y'all no more, we too wild, we ain't know how to treat certain things, so we had that kind of a relationship, but when he passed away, it was such a mystery of what it was and how he had died, and 
he had gotten sick beforehand, and then our record was doing well, and the money was funny, and then there was a fight over his estate three years uh, after, you know, he had passed. So it was more that kind of a, a stuff going on. You know, we, you know, we sold millions and millions of records, but they're fighting over his estate. So definitely later on, in retrospect, we had thoughts like that. But man, it just happened so fast, man. You don't even think when things is happening that fast. You know, people dying left and right. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I saw you guys when you know when Thuggish Ruckish Bone came out, blew up. I remember seeing you guys like on Club MTV or something, one of those shows, and and it was a trip because you know, like I said, you know, I was, I was working in a record store, and the the first releases came out, and they were very independent. People were coming and asking for you guys here in Bakersfield a lot. Uh, it was really starting to to brew from the underground into more into the mainstream. Did you guys ever think that was going to happen? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, Easy E had the formula, so anything that wasn't, you know, as derogatory as the music him and NWA put out was a gold mine for him, and he set the path. And then his death, kind of like, was like, okay, now what's going to happen with these guys, and so on and so forth. So it it just was like it took off like that. Nobody could have expected it to happen like that. The the cross mainstream, it was crossroads in the song about death because basically we was just singing about beating people up really mm. before then yeah remember thuggish ruggish bone for the love of money yeah and we were just talking about <laughs> going out there going outside beating people up <laughs> that was, it was fight music up until the crossroads <laughs> yeah yeah well you know ee 1999 eternals comes out you know first of the month crossroads you know that took you guys even higher you guys are everywhere you know um what kind of effects did that start having on like, kind of the dynamic of the group? Because now you guys are superstars, bona fide superstars. I mean, well, it didn't really have too much of an effect, you know, for a while because a lot of the hoopla that was going on, it was while we were still, like I said, they were fighting over as a state for like two and a half years. And so our money was frozen. So we were able to be grounded. You know, you know. So we kind of stayed grounded and stayed to the grassroots. That's how we got like two or three more of those real nice records out of us, mm-hmm. even in the midst of turmoil. You know what I mean? So it, it, hopefully that answered your question. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and then uh, I mean, you guys have had. I mean, you, well, I think were, uh, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the first one to have like the big solo record. Um, yeah, man, everybody don't remember that Flesh was actually doing his solo record, and he was up there with Russell Simmons and Emily or Cohen back in the Def Jam days. He had dropped two gold records with, with Def Jam, so, you know, Flesh was making noise, a lot of noise on the solo end, you know, took more on the East Coast, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, I mean, we were doing such, you know, the, the crew the crew was having fun, you know, and Flesh got in that legal trouble in 99, and then that's when I came out with the solo, with the solo record. So, yeah, yeah. No, you've you've obviously carved your own niche, you know, outside of the group, as 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 the other guys have too. But uh, got to do know. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at what at what moment did you did you have you know have you had one of those moments? And I'm sure you have because I mean you guys are being recognized a lot, you know, for the for the impact or the contributions to hip hop. But at what moment did you realize that the group Bone Thugs and Harmony has you know has had like a big impact on the history of hip hop? I mean, that, I think that remains to be seen right now. I think that's what this Rock the Bells 20th year anniversary thing is that we're doing right now you know after 20 years we still got our legs with us we you know we're you know we're still uh in shape and things of that nature that we need to do to 
you know, show the people, you know, how we used to do it. You know, I, I said firmly, I, I'm, I'm really doing this so, you know, the, the mothers and the, and the cousins and the big brothers can show their little brothers and their kids what we looked like and, and how we did it. You know, when we did what we did back in the, you know, the late 90s and the early, in the early 2000s. So we're just repping it, you know, end it strong, you know what I mean? So that's what we're doing right now. You know, I got the five, ten year plan and we'll, I'll see you at the, I'll see you at the quarter century mark or whatnot. You feel me? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, the, the, the new album, Art of War 2, is coming out, uh, uh, end of November. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. We had no. to do a retractment on that statement. There, there was already an Art of War two. It okay, was an Art of War three. Yeah, there was an Art of War three record that was tentatively titled, but unfortunately, none of those things were able to go through. So I kindly like for you not to comment on that record per se, and let's just focus on the twentieth year anniversary of uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then we'll keep that out of there until further notice, if that's okay with oh, you. Oh, that's totally cool. That's totally cool. Um, yeah, well, you know, what can the what, what kind of live show can the fans expect here in Bakersfield? Oh, well, it's going to be very energetic, you know. It's going to be uh, fun. You know, we're going to take them back, reminisce, you know. Um, we're going to have proper, uh, you know, stopping points to where we can have crowd interaction and things of that nature and, you know, we can just promise them a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. You know, we're on stage for about an hour, hour forty, hour fifteen, hour forty-five minutes at any given time. So, we're all going to have fun. Everybody's going to enjoy themselves, and hopefully, they get it. You know. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, th all right, man. Well, th well, thank you so much, Busy. I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's great. It's going to be great to have you guys here in Bakersfield, the full group, and uh, you know, all the fans are going to be going nuts. So. Totally. Uh, all right, man. Well, thank you very much, and God bless, and we'll see you here in Bakersfield mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. Thank you. You got all it. Right, hold on.